Hey guys, I'm Brooks. And I'm Mandy. So we're husband and wife entrepreneurs, and we believe that life and business are a giant adventure, and we want to live it with you guys. So let's get to it. Mandy, let's talk some Airbnb. Airbnb? Airbnb. I love Airbnb. Let's talk Airbnb. So it's been a while since we last recorded and we were talking about um, Airbnb, the short-term rentals and kind of getting into it. Like we already, you know, own a property that we've been doing that for about five years. And we were talking about the potential of growing that and getting more units. And well, what's happened since then is that we've purchased a home that we're renovating that we're intending to turn into a short-term rental and then we also have done what is now what is called rental arbitrage and we have signed a lease on a unit with the intent of short-term renting that property as an airbnb rental um so is that like subletting the property? Yeah, multiple times over and over. It's kind of like subletting. It's it's um yeah. So basically, it's yeah, it's it's leasing the property from the from the owner. And now, full disclosure, some people do something like they'll be kind of shady and they'll like lease a property and like not tell the not yeah. tell the owner what they're doing and that's just like not okay. and just Airbnb it. Like that's pretty weird. Would not recommend you do that at all. In fact, you could probably get yourself into some some hot water there if you do that. But um, yeah, we just fully disclosed like what our what our plan was, and the landlord, the owner of the property, was okay with it, and um, and so that's what that's what we're doing. So we have yeah two different units. So we have um, yeah both of those are going on right now. So so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what we've kind of learned in the process of of looking to grow, and we would like to do more of these. So um, this isn't it's not what we do full time, but it absolutely can be a full time business. Um, you know, if we got to the point where we had, say, 10 units, whether it was houses that we owned or, or properties that we were leasing or partnering with, with owners, it could be any any sort of thing. But if we did that, that would be a, uh, a full-time business. And honestly, we, we, like we've already talked about this, we'd probably have to hire someone either, uh, either part-time, definitely part-time, but maybe even a, a full-time person that kind of helped us with that, with that business because it would be its own its own thing, right? And so when you have a short-term rental, each of these units, I, I'm calling it a unit. I, I, I feel like I've, I'm kind of jumping on this bandwagon of units. That, like they're houses. Like one, like two are houses and one is a uh, like a, a, an apartment, like a loft yeah. apartment. Yeah. But I'm calling them units. Like, oh, we have this many units. It, it sounds kind of weird. Is that a term? It's a, a term of I think it's a ter- I think it's an Airbnb thing that people are, you know, kind of talking about. But I call them units, but you know it, it is easier just to do that. But every one, every unit, um, I'm going to just use the term. It's like a hotel in itself. Oh, for sure. And I think if people treat it like that, that are maybe interested to do Airbnb or want to. Uh, now, this could also be VRBO, which I have recently learned is called Verbo. Get it right. Because I saw a commercial from Verbo, <laughs> and I laughed out loud when I heard them pronounce it Verbo, even though I've been saying VRBO, but I'm like, okay. Um, that stands for Vacation Rental by Owner. It's a company that was purchased by, I think it's called Home Away, which is actually in the portfolio of one of those giant companies. And I can't remember which one, so I'm not going to say it. Um, but it's, it is also a, 
a short-term rental platform that I would advise you to also look at having your property on if you wanted to get into this business or even just have, maybe you have one property. Maybe it's a, a beach home or a lake house that you don't go to all the time or all year long. Well, maybe you just want to look at it for like that one property, right? But yeah, so I think if you treat each property or unit as a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, I think if you start there, I feel like people will will get on the right path. Would you? I mean, w- what do you mean would by you that? agree with that? So, treating it like a hotel is that like when someone is is renting your property, they are they could just as easily check into a hotel. They could Correct. just as easily. Um, stay at a hotel and so they expect in my opinion i think they expect that same type of experience that a hotel gives them with the same comforts the added benefit in my opinion is that you have some added comforts even in a home there's oh definitely you know there's some variation of decor uh maybe it's a style of a house that's kind of cool that attracts someone maybe it's the location of your home uh, maybe it's the amenities of house the fact that you have a you know a giant fully stocked kitchen um maybe it's i mean there's a number of reasons maybe maybe uh it's a party of five mm-hmm. and your home can sleep that number of people whereas in a hotel they may have to get two rooms but they can just rent your property and maybe it costs right then it would cost them to uh to lease a hotel not not, then- not least to stay at a hotel right and what? And then you also get the opportunity to have outside space at some of these properties. So when you go to a hotel, you may or may not get the opportunity to have a balcony or an outside space with homes that get that opportunity if they have a pet or if you're pet friendly, they can bring their animal or they just go sit out, have their coffee. And you're not going to get that in a hotel. That's a great point. So that's what I mean by experience. Um, and yes, if you start there, but, but this is what we've learned. We've learned that, and we knew this already from having one home that we have rented for five years. Like we know the process. We know how it works. We understand all of that, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's hard work. It is very hard work. Yeah. So find a deal that works um in the first place whether you're negotiating that deal with a an owner whether you're finding a property to to purchase that that fits area um you know it all starts there if you don't have that then you know you don't you you don't have the furnish a property to the standards of a hotel right is it's kind of the way i see it i mean you're talking about Everything. So if it's a two-bedroom property, for example, the apartment that we that we lease, so we're literally furnishing a fully furnishing a home like we're moving in for ourselves, a two-bedroom property. Yeah, it sounds it sounds simple, kind of, but then you mm-hmm. get into it and you're like, wow, yeah, they need scissors and can openers and mm-hmm. coffee and creamer and enough toilet paper for a couple of days. Those kinds of things, like really, like it's a uh, it's a bigger process than I even realized it would be with these last two properties that we have worked with. And keep in mind, we already knew this. Like, we knew right. what we were signing up for, yet still it seems to be, wow, yeah, this is a, this is a lot of work. But sometimes, you, you know, something on paper, something you've done before over time, um, you just need to be in it kind of trial by fire to realize. But you know what? That's also helping us 
realize, okay, what is what are the biggest time sucks? Um, how can we, if we're going to grow and do more of this, what can we do in order to streamline a little bit better? Where would we get help in the process, right? And so those are some of the things that we're kind of kind of figuring out. So, um, like, for example, if we're going to streamline or if we're going to grow, that you know, there's things that I, I feel like I'm already seeing that we would need to streamline for sure a little bit better, like, so we have great relationships with uh, a cleaner that is, in my opinion, the most important part probably of the Airbnb experience because when that guest checks in, if your place isn't basically perfect like a hotel room, you're kind of you're kind of doomed from the start a little bit. So you have to have a really good trusting relationship and know that a cleaner is going to do an excellent job if you're not going to check behind that individual before the next guest arrives. Right. Right. So that's huge. But I think even there, like we might have to, um, like if the relationship we have, if they can grow with us, great. But if they can't, we may have to like spread our wings and find additional, uh, uh, cleaners. I think maybe we might even have to adjust that where we can like get on a billing type cycle for cleaning rather than right every clean per get an invoice pay like that's kind of complicated a little bit and as far as like the cleaning goes i feel like in the beginning i wanted to do the cleaning mm-hmm. i wanted to be the one to make sure that the property was exactly the way it should be i didn't trust anyone else to do it mm-hmm. and you really pushed me to get someone else because it was one of those things where i was like oh we can you know it's one property we can clean it here and there you know no problem run down there but whenever you get into those situations where you've got a renter leaving at 11 a.m on a tuesday and a renter coming in at 3 p.m. on a mm. Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, same day turn, turn, yeah, turnaround. Yeah, um, those, that's where it kind of got to be a struggle. And so that's where the professional cleaner kind of came in and uh, really kind of blew me away because they do know what they're doing mm-hmm. better than I did. So if you're one of those people who want to do it all yourself, consider hiring that part out. Yeah, and also just go ahead and multiply your business from one unit. Go ahead and take it to five, right? Yeah, so you can't imagine, clean five. Yeah, imagine cleaning five units yourself. I mean, and managing the whole aspect of the business. You know, you can do it, but that better be what you're doing like full time. So, you know, if you want to have a business operating, yeah, it makes just total sense. One to, one to, one to outsource it. But you know, just just the important part there is to build a relationship with that with that cleaning crew with that cleaning company. And uh, and figure out how to make that run a little bit smoothly, like you know, so we can even improve there upon, like for example, the billing, like what I talked about. So um, I will definitely be looking into some software for automation at some point, uh, maybe trying some stuff out, at least with like with guest communication and check in and that kind of stuff. Uh, there's certain things that you do um, on slight repetition, and Airbnb has some tools to help you with this, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but I do think that there are some softwares that can help with that. I'm not going to name any because I've only begun to test some of those. Um, but, and then another thing that I think is kind of simple that we can do is we, and this is, it's on the list, but so we're going to create like a general, um, house rules, basically template that we can apply across all of our units that will, uh, that will work for any of those 
properties. That Give me you, an example of some house rules that we currently use. Yeah, well, so this is going to sound kind of funny, but I think for five years, I think our house rules have said, hey, use the golden rule. Yes. Treat it treat it like you want to be treated. But here's the thing. The problem with that is that if you... Now, we have not had an issue in five years at Airbnb at, at our property. There's a lot of news right now. If I don't know if people are paying attention where there's like these party houses and people are trashing properties and stuff. On one hand... It, they're like it scares me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But you know, it's a growing platform, right? It's been around like ten or twelve years. Now it's kind of mainstream. So on one hand, that scares me. On the other hand, I'm like, hey, maybe this will scare uh, scare <laughs> the landlords away or people that want to Airbnb their properties. And so it's a su- supply and demand thing, right? Supply supplies a little bit lower, then your occupancy rate goes up a little bit, or you can keep your rates higher. But with that said, Airbnb, from my understanding, if you have an issue where maybe you have obviously like a you know no smoking policy if this happens you have to do x if there's um if y happens you owe us x if there's whatever so you have to have that apparently stipulated apparently in your in your listing in your rules that uh that 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 the the guest is basically agreeing to and so if you were to call Airbnb and say, man, we had this big issue and none of that's in your house rules, you'll have a much tougher time um, dealing, I think, with Airbnb and trying to get them to side with you, with the, um, with the, with the homeowner or the, you know, the person that's uh, providing the guest experience. Mm-hmm. They'll most likely side with the guest. Um, so put everything out there up front. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. an excellent tip. So that's something we don't have. Like we don't have that, but yet now that we're at 3 units, like the intention is to have a working document that can be used across all all properties. I see no reason why it wouldn't be the exact same house rules for all all properties, right? It's not like one you're going to allow uh, a party and the other one you're not or oh yeah, we allow smoking at the, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I think your no. rules are going to be are going to be across the board, right? So um, and side note, let me go ahead and say this. If you have not used Airbnb or you wanted to look at being a host or even stay, if you want to check it out and you haven't done that, uh, we have a, a deal. Like you'll get some discounts if you want to stay for the first time or whatever, but you can hop on our website uh, and check out our resources section. So just go to destroytheboxwith.us. So www.destroytheboxwith.us. With us. So, um, but let's move on. So let's. T- so some of the lessons that we have learned right now, I would say just just in these first first three units, um, is so furniture. We've learned a lot, right? So Mandy's been our go to queen for like finding the deals. You know, purchasing our furniture. It's very important. People people that have Airbnbs buy a wide range of stuff. Like people will go to like yard sales and buy stuff. Um, that is not our strategy at all. No, it is not. Our strategy with Airbnb is to provide kind of pricing similar to hotels. Like um, sometimes we could even be higher than a hotel. Sometimes we may be a little bit lower, yet we offer you know a different experience that's kind of better. But we're gonna we want nice things in our. Understand how that can make uh, money or, or, or be profitable. I guess if you buy a two dollar seat or a $30 couch or something. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but there's like, there's the, there's the gauntlet 
of that pricing model for Airbnb, and we are just trying to go to the higher end of that pricing model, right? So, right. so on the on the furniture front, though, you know, we've learned a few things. One, you've like been killing it on Facebook Marketplace. Correct? Facebook Marketplace kind of came out of the woodwork for me. I personally have never used it up until we started looking for furniture. Like I, ha- I was in some like selling groups for something, some local little selling groups, but I had never tried it out and I was um pleasantly surprised with all of the amount of furniture that I was some blogs and some things that tell you what it costs to furnish a two-bedroom home or a two-bedroom mm-hmm. apartment and those numbers were really high mm-hmm. and so I was trying to do my best to come in at least you know 75% of that if not if not less um so anyway so yeah so that I've had a great experience with Amazon and with Wayfair mm-hmm. those two um companies and um there's even this thing with Wayfair Wayfair Professional that they will actually do some staging and do some um furniture shopping for you so that's those are the places that I have found the best luck with yeah, and so that's something that we're we're weighing out because so so add all this together. So we yeah, we probably gonna save, you know, a couple thousand bucks or so by kinda kinda hustling a bit on Facebook Marketplace, getting some great product that if we ever had to if we ever had to resell uh, the items that honestly we could get probably all of our money back, maybe even make money on some of the uh, on some of the items. But you have to pick up the stuff, right? So keep that in mind. Logistics is you got to go around and have the ability to throw it in an SUV or in the back of a pickup truck or have a trailer. Um, Or you can negotiate for that person to deliver it to you, which we did do some as well. And if you get furniture from, for example, Wayfair that comes in a very beautifully packaged box, (laughs) very tightly packaged together, uh, there's assembly required, and that takes time. Right. So... You're saving money there, um, but if you, you know, so these are things that we're weighing out ourselves in the future is, okay, do we buy it from Wayfair and pay them the X fee to come and assemble it into the Mm -hmm. room? Um, Do we buy something on, you know, Marketplace and go get it and move it there? And and, and these are things I think we are examining as we move forward, but yeah, those have definitely been our... Our, uh, our our deal spots, I guess, yeah. where we've where we've ended up, and they don't show you on the commercials the um, hours it took to put together that armoire or that nightstand. They just show you pretty things in a pretty yeah. apartment with happy people, people dancing around, getting all excited. Wayfair, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. They, yeah, they don't show the the couple staying up until ten o'clock, drinking their way through assembling um, a thing because it's just so miserable. Well, this is so, this is so hard. Yeah. yeah. So um, just a little right. tidbit there. It's, it's something I actually did not think about yeah. when purchasing off of a site like that. So, But it's been a great learning experience, absolutely. right? So, yeah. And so um, a, a few other things to consider that I think that we've learned from as well. Um, let's skip to this one. So a storage unit. So we didn't really have a place to put the stuff that we were buying, and we didn't yet have the property available, but we were finding deals, and we only, you only have so much time when you sign a deal. You, you need to get rolling as quickly as possible. Like So we officially have our lease that started a few days ago, two days ago, and we're still a couple of days out from being able to even host the first guest. And so you, your goal is, I think, I, and and. On some information that I looked at, a guy's goal was like, man, within a week, we want to be up and running. Ooh. So 
the only way for us this time to do that was to be able to get permission to move some stuff in early, to be acquiring stuff, put it in a storage unit. Um, the benefit of that storage unit is also that um, you know it can be a central hub for people, right? So if you had someone, a trusted employee or whatever, that they can go put something in that storage unit, you can go say, hey, it's in the storage unit, go there, grab this, take it here. And so there is that benefit for that. And we don't know if we'll keep that cost going or if we'll, once it empties, will we maybe we'll cancel the storage unit and then re-sign back on again when we need one. I don't really know, um, but we'll figure that out. And then the last thing I think that we've learned is just like really, really look through the eyes of a consumer on how they're going to experience that property. Uh, for example, like access is really important. You know, just think that all the way through. How's a, how's a customer going to access it? Like, how are they going to get the key? If there's a key, if there's not like a digital lock or whatever, is there going to be a lockbox? Like, how are they going to do that? Make sure it's possible. Um, if if you know, make sure that that that's possible. And maybe there's something like stairs. Like, for example, in one of our properties, um, one of these two, it's got I think 30 stairs. It's like three flights, but they're kind of like three like half flights, but still. You know, you have to take up everything up all those stairs every time. And so there is no elevator yeah. in this property. <laughs> yeah, no elevator. So we're getting our we're getting our workout in, you know, going up the stairs, which I don't mind. You know, it's a little like, oh man, we gotta do the stairs. But then mentally I'm just like, Well, okay, like time for workout. So but you know, but keep that in mind. If that's not something that you want to tackle, then don't get a property with stairs. Another thing that, that doesn't have elevator. Yeah, yeah. That it's really important that um, I don't think either of us kind of thought through what is parking. Yep. Um, you know, some places have dedicated parking. Um, houses have driveways or a place out front um, for parking. But what do you do when your parking situation doesn't work? So you have to you have to kind of work around that as well. And plus, if you have a property that you say sleeps. 10 people well they're probably not all in one car and so you have to think about you know do you have space for two cars at the property some places have assigned parking to give you one spot it's just something to consider Mm -hmm. whenever you're getting your properties absolutely yep absolutely so yeah that's all we have for now um that's what we've learned up to this point grow into three units you know, we'll fast forward in the future and create, uh, record another episode when either we grow to more units or we have new lessons from these. But until then, get out there and try Airbnb, stay at an Airbnb, become a host or stay, either one. Just kind of get, you know, get familiar with the brand because I think it's here to stay long term. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We'd love for you to share it, maybe with a friend, review it, and don't hesitate to reach out and say hello. You can connect with us and see the resources that we talk about at destroytheboxwith.us. That's www.destroytheboxwith.us. See ya.